Welcome to Whose Or Is This? with Anthony Waite, a show designed to help leaders and high achievers increase their influence and impact by becoming intentional with how they show up in the world. If the wind does not favor, take to the oars. Here is your host, Anthony Waite. Anthony Wade here and welcome to the show. If this is your first time, I want to say thank you for jumping on and watching uh, this video or listening to the podcast, whichever uh, platform you choose uh, to use. We are on YouTube, so all these videos um, and podcast audios are uploaded into YouTube as a video. So if you want to watch the video uh, and put a name with a face or a face with a name, then jump over to YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, welcome. Um, I know the subscribers have gone up quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, and I appreciate it. If you haven't yet done so, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. You will get updated whenever I post new videos, new content, YouTube-specific content. And it would be cool to connect and, and see your questions down below in the comments. If you're listening to the podcast, look down in the show notes because I'm going to start putting in some, some treats for you guys. One of them being uh, the five pillars of leadership. These are This is a framework that I use uh, that has helped me um, grow as a leader, both in the military and outside in the, civilian, in the civilian sector. So in life, leadership, and in business. So many of you know, I'm a Naval officer. I've been in the Navy for 19 years now. Uh, <laughs> next year will be 20, and it's just crazy how fast time goes. And you know, most recently, what I've been doing is training for an Ironman. And many of you have reached out and asked, you know, how is the training going? What are some lessons that you've learned? And can you share with us kind of the process and, and, and how you've grown? Because as many of you know, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't choose to do an Ironman to make anybody proud or to try to impress anybody. And I, I want you to understand that, you know, one of the things that I chose to do you know, was this Ironman. And I, I want you to, to realize that it, it, it's about challenging yourself. And so what I did was I, I, I was asked to do an Ironman. And so, um, you know, hesitating for a little bit, I finally said, you know, I need something to keep me focused and keep me um, challenged. And what I found is that when I challenge myself physically, you know, the mental game stays strong as well. And so for those of you who are looking like, how do I build more confidence? How do I grow in my conviction and who I am and who I'm becoming? You know, it, it's not about finding yourself. It's about creating the person that you need to be to show up in all areas of life. And what I found is that, you know, through this physical fitness and this, this, um, this struggle of learning and growing and adapting and, 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 and pushing yourself to the limits, it really tests your character. And so what I want to do today on today's show is I want to share with you six takeaways that I've had from training for an Ironman. Now, I started my training back in October. And at the time of this recording, you know, it's February um, and it's February 7th. So I've been training now for about 20 weeks, so roughly five months. And the race is in April. So by the time that I get ready to, to do the race, I have been training for almost seven months uh, for, this, um, for this race. And I'll tell you, that there was a lot of lessons learned. And most importantly, you know, I had to unlearn a lot of things because for me, you know, going into this, I was never an endurance athlete. I didn't look at myself as a runner, uh, definitely not a swimmer. And, you know, last time I was on a bicycle was probably when I was a kid. And so taking these three elements, swimming, biking, and running, very simple. Those are the only three movements that you do uh, for a long time. But, you know, to the average person, 
it's not easy. And even for me, like, you know, I was pretty good shape, but I was a weightlifter. Um, I really wasn't an endurance athlete. I didn't see myself like running marathons or doing long, you know, cardiovascular exercises. I was more of a get in the weight room, lift some weights, do a little bit of abs and then call it a day, right? Get strong as you can and then carry around a lot of muscle. And what I realized was, you know, now that I'm getting, you know, I'm 37 years old and I have, you know, two little boys, cardiovascular uh, endurance is so important. Uh, endurance overall and conditioning is something that I always wanted to do, but I never really had uh, the, the, the mindset to get into cardiovascular exercise because now that I look at the training that I've been doing, you know, you're running for, you know, hours at a time, you're, you're swimming for hours at a time and you're biking well over, you know, three or four hours at a time. And there's a lot of things that come with that. The biggest one for me was the mindset you know, swimming for hours at a time, you know, you, you're just basically staring down at the bottom of a pool and you're, you're focused on your breathing and your mind body connection. And, you know, that mindset piece of it has been very uh, beneficial for me. That's something that I've grown quite a bit in is being comfortable by myself, being comfortable alone and really listening to the thoughts that I have in my head when I'm running, you know, 10 miles. I can't tell you how many times I go back and forth with this limiting mindset of you can quit. You got to give up. It hurts. It's painful. It's, um, it's getting harder and you know, you can't breathe. Oh, you're cramping. Oh, you're sore. You know, why are you doing this? And, and, and these are all the things that we have every single day, but through the noise of, you know, social media distractions, we, we don't really pause to listen to that little voice inside of us. And that little voice can definitely derail any, any opportunities or desires that we have in life. And so, you know, I would say that if I had to look at the takeaway, the overarching takeaway from my training is really getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Because for me, again, running wasn't comfortable. You know, biking was not comfortable at all. And if, if you rode a bike for hours at a time, you realize that, you know, you know that your butt gets sore and it's just painful sitting on that saddle for hours at a time. And then definitely swimming. I'm not a strong swimmer. My body wasn't built for swimming. Um, you know, I carry around a lot of muscles, so I wasn't very buoyant. And so I would struggle. Right. And so when I look at these six takeaways, I want to share them with you and I want to relate them to kind of leadership, life and business and and how you operate every day, because you're probably thinking, you know, Anthony, I don't want to do an Ironman. So why should I listen? Well, here's what I'll tell you. Um, what I found is that by being disciplined in one area of your life, you can then translate the, that discipline into other areas of your life. And whether it's physical fitness, which is the easy one, because we see results, you know, pretty quickly whenever you're putting in the work. But if you can take the lessons and the discipline and, and, and all the reflections that you had in one area of your life, that rolls into your relationships, that rolls into your growth and development, that rolls into your ability to lead, that goes, grows into your ability to go out there and be confident in who you are and speak with conviction. So in business, you know, you, you, you show up and you're more proud of yourself and confident in yourself because you're doing things that not a lot of people are willing to do. You're not, you're, you're doing things that your future self will appreciate and value. You're doing the things that, you know, you know, you should be doing, but for some reason you don't. And whenever you do the hard things, life gets easier. But when we do the easy things, life seems to get harder. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't want to do an Ironman. Well, listen up because this isn't just about working out. I'm not going to sit here and share with you my workout. I'm going to share with you the breakthroughs that I've had and that have helped me and how they have helped me in my life now. And I really encourage you to think about this. Where in your life do you need discipline? Where in your life are you very disciplined? And how can you take that discipline in one area and trickle it into the other areas? 
because life, it really intertwines. There is no such thing as work-life balance. It's, I believe it's work-life harmony. And when you do that, you're able to take things from areas that you're strong at and then use them in your weakness, in your weak, weaker areas. And now you become a well-balanced, well-rounded type of person, if that makes sense. So takeaway number one, my biggest takeaways from Ironman for training for this Ironman, you know, takeaway number one is it doesn't matter how strong you are. It, it matters uh, uh, about your endurance. How far are you willing to go? How far can you go? How long will you last? And if you look at this, you know, I told you I was really big in the strength training. You know, I was benching 330 pounds before starting this. I weighed about 205. I'm down to 190 now. So I've lost about 15 pounds. And I'll tell you, my endurance sucked. I probably could get maybe two miles at a time running. And I look at it now and I go for 10 mile runs a couple of days a week. Um, and I, I ran a half marathon um, in under two hours uh, in December as a kind of a warm up kind of test to see where I was. But again, I started in October running every day and getting my endurance up, but I was strong as heck and I was muscular and big and, and bulky. And I remember getting in the swimming pool and seeing these 80 year old ladies and the 70 year old men just flying in the water. And here I am just trying not to drown. <laughs> and this old man says, you know, Hey, young man, I see that you're finding out that those muscles ain't worth a damn in the pool. Aren't you? And I'm saying, yes, sir. I, I, I see that. And, uh, and I was struggling, you know, like, how is they, how are they doing this? And my problem was, you know, I, I couldn't, I wasn't breathing correctly and I was carrying around a lot of weight and my legs were dragging. So I'm carrying around these tree trunks, you know, in the water and it's just killing me and killing my endurance. And so I really had to realize that it's not about how strong you are. You can't muscle your way through to the finish line. It's about endurance. And, and here's the thing about endurance. You have to build that up over time. Like I'm still getting better and I'm five months into training. 20 weeks later, and I'm just now getting to the point where I feel like my conditioning is starting to get on point, starting to get on point. I'm not there yet. I still got two more months to go, but 20 weeks of reps and putting in this, sometimes, most of the time, it's two times a day I'm working out six to seven times a week. I'm putting in about 10 to 12 hours of working out a week, right? 35, 40 hours a month. And I'll tell you that for me, this was a big breakthrough because I'm the type of person that wants to get things done and I want it done now. Like, I don't want to wait. I want to get the results. I want to get the thing right now. I don't want, I don't have no patience for this time for this, whatever the case may be. And what I realized is that if you're going to do this, if you're going to have success and you're going to stay in the race for the long run, you're going to do this for the long haul. You got to pace yourself. You got to enjoy the process. You got to build the endurance and you're going to suck at first. You're going to start off and it's going to be hell and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. But if you're committed and you're in it for the, for the long run to see it through to the finish line, you got to build your endurance. And this is not how strong you are physically. It has to, everything to do with how strong you are mentally. How resilient are you? Because here's the thing. Point number two Life will test you when you are started getting momentum. I, I told you that I was, I ran a half marathon in December and the night before the, the run, I got the flu and I, I was sick, but I was like, you know what? I already signed up for it. My sister and my cousin came up. We we're going to run it together. I took some, some, uh, Tylenol and I said, okay, you know, what? I could probably do this, drink some fluids, went out there, ran, uh, like two minutes and three seconds, you know, half marathon, which is pretty good. I didn't know. I never ran one before. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's good. Everybody's like, yeah, that's a great time. The next week I was out. I couldn't breathe. I had fluid in my lungs. I was running a fever. I stayed in bed for six days. Um, and I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> and I thought to myself, 
Oh man. Like, and that was December. I started October. So I had October, November, and then December, I did the half marathon to see where I was. I was out for a whole week. And for the next month, December, you know, January, my, my lungs were not the same. And my, my endurance kind of fell off because I couldn't breathe. And it really took a toll on my body. My immune system took a huge hit. And, you know, just when I was starting to get momentum and starting to see my conditioning, you know, get good, life threw me a curveball and I got sick. And I could have easily said, ah, oh, you know, well, I guess I just, I won't sign up for the, um, for the Ironman. I guess I'll just, you know, call it quits. And here's the other thing. At that point, I haven't signed up for the Ironman. I didn't pay the money. I wasn't invested. I bought a bike. I got, you know, some of the gear, which is pretty pricey, but I didn't pay the $500 price tag that it took to sign up for that Ironman. I still had it on reserve because there was a part of me that was kind of saying, well, if it doesn't work out, then you still can back out. You see, many of you are doing that in life, in your relationship. Well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just, you know, back out and go find somebody else. You're doing that in your, in your career or your business. Well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go do something else. What's my plan B? You know who has plan Bs? Losers. People who know inside of them that they don't have what it takes. And that was me. I was so unsure of myself and not confident that I said, you know what? I'll pay for it when I feel confident that I can do it. And that is a BS excuse that we make in different areas of our life. I'll go to the gym when I feel like I'm ready. What do you mean when you feel like you're ready? You're never going to be ready. And I had to realize that life has given me this test. I got two options. I can back out or I can push the, the gas full throttle. And at that moment, I knew like, hey, I'm all in. And so I had to, you know, get better first, get my, get my, my health back. But as soon as I realized that and realized what I was doing was I was giving myself a plan B, I went and bought the, 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 um, the pass to do the Ironman. You have to register for the U.S. triathlon team uh, uh, fee and then do the, the pay for the Ironman. And so by your time you're all done, it's about $500 investment. And although it's not about the money, I want you to understand this, that when you start putting your money where your mouth is and you invest in it, you make that commitment. Now it's a whole different ball game. It's there's no longer, you know, if I don't feel like it, I, I won't do it. And so I had to shut that limiting belief off and that little, and not, not give myself a plan B. I had to say, you know what? It's, it's all or nothing. Either you're doing this or you're not. And so knowing that I put in the work up until that point, I realized that, Hey, I still got a long ways to go, but damn it, I'm committed. And so I paid for it and I, I moved forward. But where in your life are you giving yourself an option to quit? Where in your life are you giving yourself a plan B that, Hey, if it don't work out, then I guess I'll just go do something else. And so you have to be all in, you have to push the gas. And from that moment on, my training has just been spot on every day. I'm just putting in the work and I realize that there's no backing out. There's no plan B there's it's all or nothing. And so life will test you when you start getting momentum. Here's the thing. When you get started and you start getting good, and you feel like everything's rocking and rolling, be prepared because there will be a rainy day. There will be a storm. There will be a curveball. And how you handle that will determine if you move forward or you stay put. Most people, they'll do something for a little bit. And then in the first sign of adversity, the first sign they don't, you know, that they, they don't get what they thought they were going to get, their expectations don't match the reality, they quit. You know, most people will tell me, Anthony, I want to start a podcast. I want to do you know, content. I want to, I want to go speak. 
And then they do their first podcast, their second podcast. They get a lot of claps and likes from like, you know, their family and all of a sudden ratings drop and they don't get the recognition that they were looking for because they're so focused on validation from other people. They quit, they give up and say, Oh, it's just not worth it. <laughs> not realizing that you have to put the reps in. Do you have to continue to show up even when you don't feel like it, even when nobody shows up? Because your ability to show up, regardless of how you feel, regardless of the person on the other side, will determine if you're building your character or if you're killing your character. There's been times where I went to step on stage and they said, Anthony, there's going to be 100 people in the room and like five showed up. And I got to the point where I was saying, you know what? I'll speak to an empty room. I don't care because I'm going to practice my craft. I'm going to hone in my craft. But if you were to ask me five years ago, Everything that I did was contingent upon if somebody else showed up. If somebody, if they come, I'll do it. If not, then don't worry about it. You see, leaders go first, and you can't wait for other people to show up before you show up. You have to show up for yourself, regardless of who shows up. Because at the end of the day, it's a you and you deal. And whenever you don't keep the promises that you make to yourself, what do you do? You take a hit on your character. And what happens is we get these cracks in our character, and it might not show up now, but when that storm hits, guess what? It will fall, you're, you will fall apart and you will wonder why. Well, because your character has so many cracks in his foundation that he can't withstand the storms that life's going to give you. And here's a little wake-up call. The storms will come for me, for you, for everybody. And so every day that you keep, do you make a promise to yourself, you have to keep that promise to yourself because if you don't, it's only a matter of time before it all comes crumbling down. And if more people understood this, they would understand the importance of doing what you say you were going to do. Because when you don't, it's, it's a bad business. And here's the thing. You can fool other people, but you can't fool yourself. Every day you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, did I do what I said I was going to do or did I not? And most people lack confidence and they lack conviction in their, in their ability because they don't keep the promises they made to themselves. And so number three, you have to get your priorities straight. You know, uh, training for this, I realized very quickly that there was a lot of things that I, I was doing that weren't conducive or weren't in line with who I'm becoming. You know, there's plenty of times where I can go out and have a good time and party. And I, I still do. I go out and have a drink every now and then, but, but it's not becoming a, 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 a routinely thing. You know, when people are going out, out to the, to the bar or they're going out, you know, driveway drinking or whatever the case may be, I got to make that decision because I know I got to get up in the morning and there's going to be a training uh, session waiting for me. And there's no way that I'm going to run 10 miles and swim, you know, two miles um, with a hangover. And not only that, but the amount of time that it takes to train um, requires me to be intentional with how I invest my time. And so a lot of my time is, you know, training and spending time with my family. And it's important because when you add something into your life, you have to realize you have to take something out. So my question here was, what am I willing to give up in order to do this? What am I get, willing to give up so that I can go up? Most people want to add things into their life, but they're not willing to give up things. And now that creates a disharmony, you know, and you're out of harmony in your life, but you're still trying to do everything. You have to start prioritizing and getting your life in order because it's not about being productive. It's about prioritizing. And when you don't have your life and priorities in, in line, you're, you're out of, uh, you're living out of your core values. You're, you're not living into your core values. You're living out of your core values. And I can tell what somebody values by where their priorities are. If you tell me you value your health, but yet you're hundred pounds overweight, then that's out of congruency with your values. If you tell me you value your family, but yet you're out partying every night, then, you know, it doesn't make sense. And so what uh, this has allowed me to do was, Hey, I know I need to train for a couple of hours a day, first thing in the morning, or usually at lunchtime, because after work, I'm either with my son at, at, at jujitsu or we're, we're doing homework or we're spending time. And so you have to get your priorities straight. So there's a lot of things I had to say no to. 
you know, going out with the boys or going out to these events and doing these things. I have to say no, because not only am I training for this Ironman and spending time with my family, but I'm also speaking. I also have a coaching group. I also, you know, uh, train people and, and, and there's a lot of things that I do and I have to realize that my priorities have to be established and I have to, you set those priorities based on my core values. And here's the thing for you. As you go up, you're going to have to give up. People think it's easy to do what I'm doing because, oh, well, you know, you have the money, you have the position, you have the titles. It's harder the more you go up because there's more opportunities. Every day there's an opportunity and I have to analyze it and say, does it align with my core values? Does it fit in my priorities? And if it doesn't, it's a hard no. If it does, then okay, let's check it out and see. But you have to get to that point in your life where you're making these decisions based off your core values. Most people, and maybe some of you, are so busy saying yes to everything that you're saying no to what matters most. You, your, ability to, your inability to say no uh, is killing your ability to say yes to the things that you know you should be doing. I'm too busy to go to the gym. Really? You can't afford not to go to the gym. I'm too busy for the, like, really? And we don't realize how important it is until it's gone. And so you have to be very clear on what it is you're creating and who you need to become to do those things. Okay. So number four. Number four is having the right people in your corner matters. You know, when I started swimming, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I was swimming and I was probably able to swim 50 meters straight without stopping, right? 50 meters is one length of the pool and I had to come up and take a break. And then maybe through a, 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 an hour of swimming, I could get through 400 meters, maybe 500, maybe. Okay. And I knew that I, something had to give, like I had to change, like how I was doing things. It wasn't working. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't buy the ticket to the Ironman because I was like, there's no way like an open water swim for 1.2 miles. I can't even swim in the swimming pool for 400 meters. And so I was swimming one day and I was struggling and this guy was there and he was wearing, uh, an Ironman swim cap. And he said, Hey, he's like, I see you struggling over there. He's like, do you, do you mind if I give you a pointer or some tips? And I'm like, dude, anything will help. Right now, this is an older man, you know, he's, he's in okay shape, but I mean, he's almost 60 years old. I could have easily said like, you know, well, what are you going to tell me? Like, well, are you going to tell me something like, look at, you know, I'm, I'm in shape. You, who are you? And many of you know, I'm not that type of person. Like I'm, a, I, I, I practice humility and I know that, Hey, maybe he knows something that I don't, <laughs> you know, and this is another thing for you guys, right? You, you don't know everything. And you never will. And you don't have to. But you need to surround yourself with the right people who might know something that you don't. And sure enough, I met Roy. And Roy, you know, helped me with some things. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And he says, well, you know, what are you doing? I was like, I'm getting ready to try to do an Ironman, my first Ironman. And, uh, you know, I'm struggling like, like crazy. And it's just, it's, it's defeating. And he said, well, I'm a certified Ironman swim coach. And I was like, well, what are the odds of that? And my ability to say yes to Roy allowed me to get coached by Roy. And now... You know, he, he introduced me to a group of guys who do Ironmans. And so I surrounded myself with people who are doing these things like four times a year, five times a year. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. But what happens when you surround yourself by people who are doing what you want to do, it builds your belief and you get that acquired ability. Like when I see them and I say, man, they did it. I know. And I know I can do this. And then they believe in you and then they push you. And then they, they say, man, you did a great job, man. You're well on your way. Like where, where you're at right now, you're right on track. And I'm like, wow somebody who's doing what I want to do has told me that I'm on track, then that builds the confidence to get up and go to the next workout, regardless of how sore I am, regardless of how much it sucks jumping in cold water at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, I, 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 I have this belief now that, man, maybe I can do this. And sure enough, 
you know, just working with Roy for the last month or two, I went from barely doing 400 meters in an hour to now, you know, I'm doing 2000 meters in 45, 50 minutes. And, you know, I'm, I'm able to complete the, the, the distance for the swim well under the allotted time that I'm given. And it's like, wow, this is crazy because I said, yes, because I was humble enough to ask for help. Now I have access to people who are able to help and coach me and, and, and guide me on this journey who already been there and done that. I could easily go watch people who talk about this and never done it before. Just like a lot of people on the internet, right? You've probably seen them. They tell you how to make all this money, but yet they're broke. They tell you how to build a business that they never built one before. And so we live in this world. We have to be careful with who we trust, but also we have to be careful of who we surround ourselves with, because why would I go surround myself with people who are power lifters when I'm trying to do an Ironman? Doesn't make sense, right? If I want to be a better leader, why am I surrounding myself with people who are losers? And the same thing goes for you. You have to take inventory of who you're hanging around with because you will become who you hang out with. And by spending time with, with Roy and the gang and doing these workouts together, I'm like, wow, it made me realize that, man, you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> and it also made me realize you're not as bad as you think you are either, but you still have room to grow. And so you have to get around the right people um, because when you do that, you are looking at that, you know, success leaves clues. And whenever they've been there and done that, and you're able to have access to them and ask questions and really get feedback in real time, and they tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, it allows you to open up the space of opportunity that you never had before. And so uh, number four, having the right people in your corner matters. Okay. Number five, you will not have belief in yourself until you put the reps in, right? So our belief drives our behavior. Okay. You probably heard me say this before, but what drives our belief? What builds our belief? Well, it's proof proof in our life. The reason why most people don't believe in themselves is because they go on to do something new and they don't have any proof that it's possible. They have no proof that they can do it because they've never done it before. And that was the same thing that happened to me when I decided to do an Ironman. I've done bodybuilding. I've done powerlifting. I've done, you know, a Spartan races and all that stuff, but I've never done an Ironman. And so did I believe I can do it? No. And I told you already in the beginning that, you know, I waited to buy the ticket because there was a little limiting belief that gave me a plan B that said, well, if you don't get good enough, then you can pull out. It's, it's never too late. And it wasn't until I punched that button and paid that money, invested into it, put my money where my mouth is literally that I, I said, you know what? I'm pushing the gas all the way down. It's, it's straight ahead. There's no, there's no breaks on this thing. And at that time, I didn't believe it was possible. And I'm well into at that time, 12 weeks into training, almost 16 weeks, well, 14 weeks into training. Now, mind you, I'm at 20 weeks now. And just a couple of weeks ago, I had the belief that maybe I can do this. Like now I look, I look, I look at my, I look at, um, I look at my, my, uh, I, where I'm at with my training and I can say that I'm excited. Like I'm legit excited for the race. Like I'm ready for race day. Like I could go do it. I think, you know, in a week or two. I can go and do that race. And I say a week or two because right now I'm sore as heck because I've been running and swimming and biking and all that stuff. So, so I say that because I put in the reps, I've done the work and I'm getting the results. But most people want the results, but they don't want to put in the reps. And therefore they don't have the belief that it's possible. And so I had to go out there. I had to suck. I had to get help. I had to adjust a lot of things, unlearn a lot of things and be humble enough to grow and to learn and realize that I didn't know it all. And that allowed me to put in the reps, a lot of reps, hours upon hours. I told you, you know, you look at 35 hours average a month, and I've been doing this since October. So October, November, December, January, February, 
and that's, you know, 35 hours a month. So that's 70, 140, uh, almost 200 hours put in right now, 200 hours of training put in and, and putting in the reps up until now. And I still got two more months to go. So I'll put over well over 250, 300 hours of training, um, and, and putting in the reps. So that belief is continuing to grow and continuing to get bigger. So you have to, you will not have belief until you have proof. Proof is found by putting in the reps and then getting the results. And if the result's not what you want, then at least you can change a result, but you got to get a result. But many of you don't even take action. Therefore you don't get a result. And therefore you can't change a result. You see, I was putting in the reps. I was getting the results, but it was only 50 meters. It was only 400, 500 meters. And I realized that this result ain't going to get me where I want to go. So then I got help. I got coaching. And then guess what? Now my reps have been put in. And I've gotten a better result and it's growing every day. The results are getting better and better and better. So that on race day, the confidence and the belief is there, you see? So you have to get in the game. You can't keep on the sideline and, and thinking that you're going to wait till the moment's right. Wait till the time is right. Wait until life is right and perfect. It never will be. And so I want you to understand that you will not have belief until you put in the reps. Okay. The last thing and the most important thing that I've learned so far, number six, is that it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And I say marathon, you know, tongue in cheek, but it, it really is. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, I told you that my biggest problem that I had was that I'm all or nothing. I'm zero to 100 and I want it done now. I don't want to wait. I want to get the result. I want it good. I want it now. I don't, I don't have time for this. And when I had this, this thought in my head about this training, I'd rather just do 20 hours of training and get it over with than doing an hour, two hours every single day. And when Roy told me, he said, man, you, you got to slow down. And like, slow down. I'm behind. I got to get better. He's like, it's not by going more and doing more and being faster. It's about, it's about um, being more efficient. And when you're efficient, you are able to go faster and smarter and further. Slow, uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? That's what we say in the military. And the same thing goes with this. It's every day you have to put in the reps and then you have to understand when it's time to take a break. For me, that was hard because I was like, what? I just swam, you know, two miles. That's not a big deal. But my body needed to rest. My body needed a break. So it didn't break. And what it's allowed me to do is just trust the process and enjoy the process. You know, many of us want to get to the finish line. We want that end result. But we don't want to, we don't want to go through the process. We don't like the process, the ups and the downs and the, you know, and here's the thing, you have to have those. That process is there for a reason because it's not about what you achieve. Like I'm not going to be an iron, you know, I'm not going there to achieve being an Iron Man. It's to be proud of who I've become in the process. All these lessons that I learned, this is just six. Now I can give you a hundred lessons that I've learned so far. I'm learning lessons every day about myself and about the process, about growing, about you know, physical and mental health. That, that I could sit here and talk all night, but I want to just break it down to six, but I'm telling you, it's the process of becoming, and no matter what you do in life, leadership, or business, it's the process of who you've become that matters more than the result or the end result that you're after. It's not about becoming an Ironman for me. It's not about trying to be the strongest or the fastest or the, the most conditioned, the best looking. For me, it's about growing as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a coach, as a speaker, as a, as a person, as a human being, to test my limits, to realize that, you know what? I gave myself a command and I followed through. And along the way, my goal is to inspire other people, maybe you, to realize that there's more for you and there's more that you can do. There's more that you should do in the short amount of time that we've been given on this earth. 
And so if I could be that example for you or for anybody else, then that means more to me than getting a medal, than getting, you know, to the finish line, to getting some kind of award or reward or getting likes on Facebook. It's about who I'm becoming in the process because I'm growing so much through this. And one day I'll share all of them. But for now, it's allowed me to really enjoy the process. So remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So the sooner you get started, the better you're going to be, the more you're going to get um, involved with the process. You know, when I go running now, it takes me about three miles to get warmed up. Like I'm running the first three miles. I'm like, man, this sucks. <laughs> you know, and I'm sore and I'm tight and i got to work out all the kinks. But by mile three, I'm like, man, I'm in a good flow. And I'll get to mile 10 and like, wow, man, I was, I was a good run. But getting started is rough. And so I want to tell you that, you know, as your mentor, it's going to be rough when you get started. But once you get going, man, it, there's nothing else like it. You get into a stride, you get into a rhythm, you get that momentum, and then you're off to the races. And so these are the six lessons that I've learned. My biggest takeaways from training for this Ironman, you know, I, I, I hope I can't wait till that day that I get to cross the finish line and share with you kind of my, my success and my, my accomplishment, because I think that, you know, on this journey, it's, it's, it takes a lot of, of focus, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of, of, of endurance mentally and physically. And one day I'll share that with you guys, but until then, these are six takeaways. I hope they served you comment below or let me know what you took away from this and how they help you or how they can help you in your life, your leadership and business. I'll talk to you soon.